Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. Lately, David Bowman's ordinarily quiet, uneventful life had been very much disturbed. There was the trouble at the Discaries, which had culminated only this morning in the bank's board of directors, demanding that David ask for Bill Mead's resignation. Much as he disagreed, for David believed the young man to be entirely innocent, the best he could do was to postpone telling Bill until the following day, as Aunt Mary had requested. Then there was David's concern for his niece, Kit Calvert. She was suffering from a mental breakdown. A threat of a perjury indictment hung over her. If this threat were to be carried out before she recovered from her illness, David feared she might never regain her mental health. This afternoon, David had gone to the Huntsville Sanitarium to consult with Kit's psychiatrist, Dr. Larrabee. Lily Devon had driven over with him to keep him company. She was waiting in the car now while David was in the doctor's pleasant interview room, seated opposite him. Dr. Larrabee, tell me about Kit. You say she has improved? Yes, I believe she has. Or rather, I might say we're on the track of something which could make a great difference. What's that, Doctor? Mr. Bowman, it may be you can help us out. First... Perhaps I should explain something about the the method I've employed so far in handling your niece's case. I wish you would. As you know, when Miss Calvert was first brought here by him, her whole manner and attitude was uh, antagonistic. That is to say, she expressed little or no faith in this method of therapy, insisting she was in no need of assistance from she was a young woman who had deliberately shut herself in, retired within herself, created a protective, hard veneer. Yes, I know. And yet, when she was a youngster, that girl evidenced the beginnings of a fine, warm human being. Mm -hmm. When you think back, can you recall any definite reason why this change took place? I mean the change from a loving friendly personality to this other one she's assumed? A definite reason? That's rather difficult to say, Doctor. Of course, there was Kit's relationship to her father. Mm, yes, that's right. We've discussed that aspect before. Apparently, Mr. Calvert was a stern father in many ways. Inclined to inhibit his daughter's natural, youthful drives and desires. Hmm. That's putting it mildly. And then there was the child's grief for her mother. It's a grief she still carries. As you know, the last time I was here, she she broke down completely when her mother's death was mentioned. Insisted that her father was guilty of it. Yes, I know. In her present condition, Miss Calvert's fear and hatred of her father is an obsession. But linked with it, there's another very interesting factor. Oh? Uh, from my interviews with your niece, I've discovered a certain period in her life which seems to have been crucial 
in terms of her present illness. She was quite young. Not more than ten at the time. Ten? That was several years after Kathleen's death. Her mother's death. Yes. Period of loneliness for the child. Loss still fresh in her mind. The need for companionship and love exceptionally strong. I remember quite well. She'd been away. Then her father brought her back to Wakefield, entered her in the local school. Poor little tyke. She didn't get along any too well with the other children. Not that it was all her fault. No, indeed it wasn't. Not all. Her feelings of rejection carried over into her relationships with the other children. But this is the interesting point, Mr. Bowman. Apparently, there was one child during this period in your niece's life, one child who offered her friendship and whose friendship she returned. Who is that, Doctor? Well, that's just the trouble. We don't know. You mean Kit doesn't remember who it was? No. At least her conscious mind deliberately forgot. Deliberately? I'm afraid I'm somewhat at sea. Well, at the time of Miss Calvert's friendship with this child, the boy, by the way, an incident occurred in connection with her father. He insisted that she break off her relationship with this particular youngster. And the shock of being forced to lose the only friend she had, or ever hoped to have, drove the child inward. But the hurt was too deep for her to live with it and contain it on a conscious level. She wanted to forget it. So she buried it within her unconsciousness. In other words, she forgot the entire incident. But now she remembers? During a recent illness, when the conscious censorship apparatus has broken down, the frustrations connected with the early experience have worked up to the surface. In other words, she begins to remember consciously. I believe I'm just beginning to understand. Very interesting. But tell me, Dr. Larrabee, does the fact that Kit is able to recall the incident now mean there's hope for her recovering? Mm, not in itself. As yet, there remains a conflict. A conflict which revealed itself in the fact that she's unable to recall the face of this boy she once knew, or his name. In fact, he exists in her memory at present solely as a, a symbol of love and understanding. Miss Calvert is fixed upon this childhood playmate as well as upon a savior, believing that if she were able to find him again, her life would again be happy and secure, as it might have been in her childhood had she been able to keep him as a friend. And if she did find him again, it might be a great help to us. At least, if we could trace this boy, now grown to manhood, he might be able to throw considerable light on the originating cause what we call the, um, the precipitating factor of Miss Calvert's illness. See, that's why I've been so eager to question you, Mr. Bowman. Have you any idea who this boy might be? Or where he might be found? No. No, I regret to say, Doctor, that all I draw is a blank. I haven't the faintest notion who this child could have been. I only wish I could help you. But I'm afraid I can. Well, David, was your interview with the doctor a success? It was very interesting, Lily. 
It seems he's uncovered some little incident in Kit's early childhood which ties in with her mental condition now. I'll be darned. You mean something that happened when she was a kid and it's still bothering her? In a sense, yes. That's roughly what it amounts to, as Larrabee explained it. Well, did he tell you what it was about? What kind of incident? It seems there was some child, a little boy, Kit knew when she was about nine. They were good friends and Kit was very much attached to him. But her father took it in his head, for some reason, to forbid their playing together. From what Larrabee said, Kit was deeply affected at the loss of the boy's companionship. She forced herself to forget the youngster, and in fact, the whole incident seems to have been lying dormant in her mind all through the years. I get it. And then, when she broke down recently, it all came back, huh? That's right. And now, Larrabee believes if we could trace whoever this childhood playmate was... Gee, God, David, he's a grown man now. And Kit must still think of him as a little kid, like she was at the time. That's true. But just the knowledge that she hadn't lost him after all, that they might be friends now, could prove very valuable in her cure, Larrabee says. Mm, Maybe so. Gosh, David, the guy might be married and have children of his own by now. He may have forgotten all about the whole thing and want no part of it. Well, that's certainly a possibility. But it might be worth the chance just the same. Oh, I guess the doctor must know what's what. And if it really would help her, I sure wish we could round the guy up. So do I, Lily. It would be such a gratification to me if Kit could be restored to a happy, useful life. I know it would, David. And that's why I'd give a lot if I knew some way to help you. Maybe if we put our heads together, we could figure out who this person is and find him. It certainly would make me happy if it made you feel any better. But you may be very wrong, Lily. For if the identity of the boy who appears to be so important to Kit's cure were known, your own peace of mind might be threatened. Whether you admit it to yourself or not, Lily, you are very much in love with Randy Lane. And it's Randy upon whom Kit's thoughts and dreams were centered when she was a child. Now, if Kit were to recognize in the adult Randy, the playmate of her childhood, the man you love might have even less time to share with you than he has now. 